Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we are talking about... Chronicles of Young Indiana Jones, episode 21, <laughs> The Scandal of 1920. You didn't think we'd do an episode so quickly, did you? <laughs> Guess what? We have nothing else to do. We don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> That's not true, but we just, we want to get through these indies because we've really been putting them off. Um, uh, this is a real fun one, though. Yeah, I'm really glad we decided to do this one. Um, we're trying to think of a new series to do while we're all quarantined um but more more to come of that later (laughs) um yeah so we start off this episode with a train and rhapsody in blue which is so nice is it the song yeah oh it plays a lot in the episode oh really okay shall i play some of it yeah sure okay here we go I'm gonna I'm gonna start from the beginning here. So it's just like a really beautiful song that's clearly like the jazz age, you know? Yes, yes. Let's go on. Okay. I really like that transition from the uh, train whistle into the song. Yeah. It kind of sounded like they tried to transition it. It was really cool. It's great. And then the, yeah. The title like flips in. <laughs> yes, like, it flips right in. Some crazy <laughs> flips. Like it's with, the, yeah. with the clarinet. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked Super it. Super great. I, it. I was like, oh, this is that kind of episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's... I, I really enjoyed that this was, like, a very full movie episode, because sometimes we have, like, the last episode, two different, like, kind of themes between the episodes, and this one is, like, the whole thing is one theme, the whole thing's, like, one big story, you know? Yes. I'm definitely seeing that these last couple of episodes of the show are all continuous, yeah, so it's been at least, like, kind of going from one thing to another. And for some reason, Indy is, I guess it's summertime or something, so he's going to um, to to New York City uh, to become... Uh, uh, Indy does Broadway, I guess. Um, I <laughs> Yeah, he keeps saying, he keeps saying that he's an architect student, but... No, or, not architect, <laughs> um... 
<laughs> He's an archaeologist. Oh, ar- archaeology. Archaeology. <laughs> yes. Sorry, sorry. Oh, totally got that messed up. Okay. <laughs> yes, an archaeology student, but... Are we sure he didn't get kicked out in the last episode? Because he was not going to class. Um, no, he he didn't say that. He says he's still a student. I feel like he's might be trying to just like go there for the summer or something. I don't know. It's just it's kind of random that he's going over to New York, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we're just getting these very random finishing up the the show episodes with Indy, I guess. <laughs> um, so, of course, he's on a train. He immediately spots a very cute girl and sit, tries to sit next to her. And she doesn't even see her face. He just, there's just nowhere to sit. And she's got bags. Oh, there. Okay, he does see her. But, but, but he sees that there are no heads around her. Yeah. There are no seats available. And she has, every seat is filled with her bags. Yeah. She's she's going to New York. Indy does this super awkward exchange of like sitting down. She she yells at him, "No, no, don't want you getting fresh." She says to him, <laughs> which yes, I think, <laughs> which is hilarious because she basically like he he really comes on strong. So he drops an apple. It rolls underneath while she's sleeping. He's trying to get the apple from underneath her, so his, his head's on her lap. Um. And then we kind of have a, like, short exchange of them being like, oh, sorry, I took your apple. I guess I'll eat the apple. It's just hilarious, and she totally trusts him now, I guess. I It's just like, all right. I describe, I describe this girl as just coming out from under her rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because she's afraid of everyone. Yes. She, she takes up all these seats on the train, and then, yeah, she immediately, like, yells at Indy not to sit down, and... And, okay, in her defense, Indy should not have tried to get her, that apple. No. While was, she was sleeping. It was ridiculous. It really was. And uh, His head was full on in her crotch. Yeah, like, it was. He just it was should not have done that. Super not cool. And then, of course, she tells us she's going to go to be an actress in, you know, on Broadway. That's what she wants to do. Yes, she does. And, and... Indy, being his adorable, charming self, asks her to sing for him. (laughs) And eventually she does, which is very sweet. Um, And then we get, like, a nice kind of, like, her singing montage a a little bit. What did did you catch as her name? It's, uh, it's Peggy. No, but when you first heard her say her name, what did you hear? I I don't know. Should I play it? (laughs) I thought she said Margaret at first. I have her as oh, the yeah. first half of my notes and as no, no, Margaret. No, no, her name is Margaret. Her name is Margaret. Okay. That's that's Peggy. Peggy is a uh, nickname for Margaret. No, it is not. Yes, it is, Emily. <laughs> that's a that's what Peggy Carter's name is. Her name is Margaret Carter. <laughs> Emily, no. what? Where have you been? No, no, no. Yes, Emily, that is that is the nickname for Margaret. What what's up with you? I that doesn't make any sense to me. It's true. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Okay, well, you're just wrong. <laughs> well, I jokingly when when Indy was calling later in the episode, my little sister was watching the episode with me, and later when he keeps calling her Peggy, I was like, wait. Wasn't her name Margaret? And then Kimmy says, yeah, I think so. I said, well, I must have been Pargret because he's calling her Peggy. <laughs> Emily! <laughs> okay, I'm glad we, we figured this out. You are now your t- 
today years old when you've learned that Peggy is the nickname for Margaret. I haven't learned anything. That's not a that's not a fact. <laughs> Literally, that's right false. now I'm looking in my I'm gonna get up. My my Peggy Stevens sorry, my Peggy Carter um pa- British passport, the um makeup palette that I got from Besame. It says Margaret P. Carter on the front. What's her middle name? Uh, is it Peggy? It's not fucking Peggy, Emily. <laughs> oh my god! I'm, a... I'm looking it up. I was today years old when I learned absolutely nothing because that does not. That's not. No, it's, it's not, not compute. It's it's not right. That's <laughs> not right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm calling her Par Pargrit <laughs> with a P. <laughs> oh boy, oh, that's a dumb joke. Oh, if you guys are still around, you should just leave now. <laughs> it's only gonna get worse. Yeah, I I don't I don't know why they said I don't know why I think they just have the P there just because that's her. Um, her nickname is Peggy, and I don't understand why they decided to put P on there. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you gonna play a snap uh, a snippet of her singing? Yeah, Pargret. If you want me to, yes, please. Okay, here we go. She's a very good singer. I really enjoyed it. She is a very good singer. This is Indy and her fighting with the apple situation. The apple rolled out, and they hit heads. They bonk heads, and then he offers her a bite of his. Dusty train floor apple. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Indiana Jones, and my friends call me Andy. I'm Margaret Peabody. My friends call me Peggy. My friends call me fucking Peggy, oh, Emily. That's what she because. fucking said. She That's because of another reason. <laughs> I have a friend there who's promised me. She has a peg leg. <laughs> really? Wow, which one? I'm just gonna move on a little bit. I know it, but I just feel I'm gonna make you good at eating apples, too. Oh, fucking. Oh, really, really? I'd really like that, please. Okay, here she goes. She's gonna sing. For it was Mary, Mary, plain as any name can be. And there was something there that sounds as sweet as a grand old name. That was great! And then he kisses her on the cheek, and then she's like, hmm. Because he's very forward. Because <laughs> he's indie. Yeah, he's, he's very indie. Um, so they get off the train together, and he kind of hesitates and basically tells her, "I, you know what, I want to take you on a walk tomorrow around the city. I'll show you around. And I'll pick you up at 10. Um, and they, have, they share a kiss, which is very cute. Almost until the the cabbie, the cabbie stops it. Yeah, and then uh, Indy goes to where he's, I guess, staying. He's staying with some professor or something who's not actually around. Um, yeah, they're in Europe, so he gets some, there like, and there's some real bohemian party going on. <laughs> some real great Gatsby party going on. <laughs> so he eventually just joins the party and eats some food and then meets the. Uh, the person who owns the house or owns the apartment 
this young, beautiful woman with blue eyes and dark hair and very light skin. Um, very angular, beautiful face. She kind of looks like Scarlett O'Hara. Oh, yeah. She's, she's gorgeous. And... She just starts, like, talking to him about, like, the art people and poetry. the bohemians. Yeah, yeah poetry. And they kind of, like, have an adorable night. And, I mean, I don't think they have sex or anything. They just kind of, they just enjoy each other's they talk. company. They talk all night. They literally talked all night. Because he, he finds her very intellectually stimulating. So, they're on the, yeah, rolling so they're- on the ground and everything. And as this is happening, there's like a, you remember the transition back to, uh, yes. back to Peggy? Yes. She's writing a letter to her mother uh-huh. or something. Yeah. Saying that she met a very handsome boy on the train. Oh my God. Yeah. Which is totally alluding to something bad that's going to happen. Oh, I know. It's like, come on, girl, you're getting a little bit, uh, over the head of yourself, but you know what? It's probably like the first time she really had a crush on anybody. You know, they... They shared a booth on the train. They India's they, very cute. Like, like India's very cute. They like slept. They like slept on each other. Like in the eve. Like whatever. It was really cute though. Yeah. Um. Then he like he wakes up in the morning and it's noon and he's like fuck I I missed this by like two hours, and he runs in and yeah. this lady is so mean to him. This front desk lady <laughs> of the hotel is, that she's staying at. Yes, she's so mean to him. It's he's like it is. It's is horrible. Peggy, is Margaret Peabody here? And she goes, no, she checked out. Do do we want to do this exchange? Yes, I will just play it. It is it is absolutely okay. insane. Do do you want you want me to play it or do you want to do you want me to be indie? If you have it, you go ahead yeah, and play. It. I I do have it. She was here till noon. Said she was waiting for someone. Then she left. She didn't leave a message, a note, anything. She did not. The poor girl was in tears. You have no idea where she went. None. Ugh. Elaine is such a bitch. She was, she was so mean. The rest of the day skulking. He, like, skulks down the street. He, he skulks, skulks in, in the park. In Central Park. <laughs> he skulks on a bench. He's just... I did enjoy this, like, picture of 100 years ago New York City, because it's exactly 100 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. This, this, when when they showed up, I was like, wow, this is a very clean New York City. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely wasn't that clean. Like, I mean, they're just, like, making it out to me because that's a set, (laughs) so... Well, yeah, when they weren't on the very set-looking areas, I mean, a lot of, kind of like some of the alleyways, like the side door they went into to get into the theater looked a little... Oh, yeah. Looked a, looked pretty good, like an alley. And the you know, theater was pretty janky, dirty. to be honest. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and we were gonna, we're gonna get to that theater. Oh, yes. So Indy goes back to the girl who he was staying with, um, yes, Kate. her name is Kate, because he left his bag there, and uh, he has to go meet some... He has to go meet some friends, but he needs to get his bag and figure out where he's going to live for yeah, the next couple days. Which, uh, kind of conveniently, um, she's she's like, okay, well, they left a mess here. And he's like, I'll help you clean up because he's so sweet and she's so hot. And so he helps her out. And, uh, it, well, in the meantime, we have Peggy 
the lady tells Peggy that Indy can stop by, and then she's like, "Did she? Did he leave any information?" The lady's like, "No, he didn't leave anything. Like totally fucking innocent. Like you didn't make him go away with your fucking attitude, lady." Yeah, she she did not help the situation, and she was definitely instigating to not have them meet up again. Mm -hmm. So let's... So as Indy's, like, grabbing his bag, you know, he helps her kind of clean up. He's grabbing his bag to leave. Um, You know, she says, like, you know, I like you. Here's a key to my apartment. (laughs) And she's like, leave your fucking bag here. Like, you can... You can come back. Yeah, it's, it's such a long trip to Harlem. Just and your bag is so heavy. Just leave it here. This lady, like, truly, if there wasn't, like, an opportunity, like, please come back and have sex with me. I would love that. Like, if this is not that clear, like, I don't know what else is. It is 1920. This woman lives alone. Has parties where people she doesn't even know comes. Like, it's, like... You know, she's just living her life, man, and she doesn't care. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like totally Gatsby's. And the, so then Indy goes to Harlem, where I live. Sure does. That's right. (laughs) And he goes to this horseshoe lounge. Did you catch those cute kids on the sidewalk playing with the, with the, uh, uh, the fire hydrant hydrant shooting water into the, into the street, which, if anyone knows, um, is not just something that happens in movies. It is something that happens literally on my street every summer. The the uh, fire hydrants just blast water into the into the streets. Totally thought that wasn't a thing. When it gets too hot, they like do it. Oh yeah, they just they open them up and they just the there's water like spraying up into the into the street. Uh, cars drive through them. Kids play in the street. It's that's a thing. Is a uh, is the horseshoe lounge still around, Alessandra? I don't Over think that in, is real, but uh, <laughs> they're in Harlem. <laughs> Who knows? This, the opening to this place doesn't look real. It's a legit horseshoe. Yeah, like that's that's, that's kind of adorable. That to be honest, I, I think it's quite cute. It is, but I just feel like it's a bit much for a. For a New York City lounge, jazz lounge. Are you, okay. In, in real life. I don't know. <laughs> they told the carpenter to make that, and he was like, yes. Yes. So he shows up, and who does he see? None other than Sid. Sidney Boucher. From the last episode. So that was nice, even though we, told, we saw him for a total of two seconds. <laughs> I know. But this part's very nice because he's there. He's playing his clarinet. He sees Andy and he's like, Andy, why don't you pop up here with your, you know, I, I, I also, you know, he said I was I could get him a job. And he's like, oh, I can't get you that waiter job. I'm so sorry. Um, but then he's like, oh, you know, here's the band. Here's your, uh, I tuned up your sax for you. Um, and someone else is there who we don't know. Somebody, some random dude in a suit. Yes, who we later find out is George Gershman. Gershwin, my God, Emily. Gershwin. <laughs> He's yeah. famous. I I figured he was. I figured he was. <laughs> oh, I wrote I wrote Gershman on my notes. That's just, that was just bad. Yes, that was just bad from the beginning. Uh-oh. I figured he was historic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he writes some very nice music. Any uh, any music that I would recognize? 
Uh, let me see some some popular stuff. I mean, he he composed a lot of like Broadway shows. Um, let's see songs, including Rhapsody in Blue, which is at the beginning of the, he made the orchestral composition of Rhapsody in Blue. Um, oh, okay. And the song Swanee River, which is what the lady is singing in this uh, scene. And then also Porgy and Bess and American in Paris. I got rhythm. So definitely Rhapsody in Blue, what you heard in the very beginning of the of the move of the show is 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 his song. Yeah, and I got rhythm. I know that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. that's a that's a great song. Um very prolific um guy. And I really like how they had this Tin Pan Alley um this whole Tin Pan Alley Harlem thing going on. That's it's really great. Um, it, it's just kind of random that he would be in New York City right now, but okay, it's fine. Whatever. What? It's weird that he would be in New York City right now. It's just like he's supposed to be in college, so like I don't know why he's not still in Chicago. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, he got kicked out. It's I didn't not, get kicked out. It's not happening. Uh, uh, so, as you said, Sydney fixes up his. Was it soprano sax or something? Yeah, uh, and then Indy just goes on, and then he does a good job with singing along with his lady and playing his saxophone. And then George Gershwin's like, "Dude, you rock! You're good at that. You get some rhythm." Yeah, and so they they kind of get along, and um, and George takes him to the what seems like a male only piano playing song singing pool hall <laughs> <laughs> yes um and it, it's... Where, you know indy talks about his uh, his blues you know his lady that he's never gonna see again <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like you're like okay she's definitely gonna end up coming back into the show somehow so he's already living with Obviously. this one girl he gershwin's like you you seem like you know Love is is one thing, and Indy's like, but it's something else, you know? You can't put it into a song. I should probably play this part, to be honest. I'll I'll play it. Okay. There's just just something about it. Oh, there's something about love that's magic. It's tragic. It gladdens and saddens, too. It's something falling for our hearts keep calling for there's something about love we love cute i love that george constantly sings about indy's woes i know he he plays it it's like so wonderful how we have a george gershwin kind of style uh like improv about indy's love woes um throughout the entire episode Yes, because believe it or not, this episode is going to escalate to ridiculous proportions. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I think it's great. I I love this episode. I thought it was fantastic. It's just hilarious. Yes, it's so sweet. Um, Indy is like, he's so girl crazy, you know? Like, he nearly got married to Vicky, and I'm still holding on to that. I know, right? She was Where's the Vicky? best. Oh my god! I just god. want Vicky to come back. I just, I know. Uh, she, he was, she was too, 
too amazing for him, really. So George and Indy are walking down the street, and he's like, I got a job for you. Come back to this theater. Talk to this guy. He'll give you a job. And he's like, great, awesome. And he goes back to hang out with uh, Kate again in her apartment. Yeah. And is it is it this night that he invites him to the park? Yes. Yeah, so to he said, party or come no? to, yes, come to the Park Avenue. Or no, no. It, it's after he gets the job at the Globe because he says he doesn't have anything to wear. So he gets him a tux. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the next day. Okay. So it's presumed that Indy sleeps with this girl because they're like making out and it's nighttime. So I... And and you know what that means? Making it at nighttime <laughs> in her apartment. There's he's staying there. He had a good night. He sure did. So Indy goes to the Globe Theater the next day. He's talking to some guy that likes to yell. Oh yeah, and just the be really manager. red in the face. Yes, he's screaming at and Indy. He's constantly like poor Indy. In some respects of this episode, other other. I do not feel bad for you at all. but And there's a random chimp there. Yeah, so my little sister was wondering about that too. And since, since the guy's name was George White, correct? The guy making the show? Yes. Um, he's trying to make a Zigfield Follies show. Yes. Kind of like remake. Show. Where, I mean, again, I don't think there's ever been like a monkey sketch in a Ziegfeld Folly show, but I think it's supposed to be that kind of mini, mini little side uh, performances, like, mm-hmm. throughout the entire show. Mm-hmm. Like, just different songs, different costumes. It's not really a a whole theme or a whole storyline. It's just random songs and dances. Well, it, I, I'm looking at his Wikipedia article, and it seems that uh, he... It says he launched his Zigfield Follies imitation, the George White Scandals, in 1919. Uh, it says it provided audience with popular songs, comic sketches, eccentric dancers, and his own version of the Zigfield Girls. So that's exactly oh, okay. what this uh, whole entire episode is built around, is this kind of variety show with women thing. Yes, which we kind of bounced around the idea that it might be a burlesque show or something along those lines. Because when Indy's like talking to a bunch of critics and comparing him to Zigfield, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of talk about it as if it's just like a burlesque show. Yeah, um, it, it really kind of is. It's it's just a lot, of, especially in the end, it's pretty great. But um, it seems that it's kind of a shit show up and like basically up until the the premiere <laughs> basically because it's just a lot of money is being pumped into this show and just and they have competition throughout the entire episode zigfield's trying to buy up all the dancers mm-hmm. and all the singers mm-hmm. and all the talent leaving george white with nothing for his scandal show and not so. to mention kate's entire group of like the her whole posse is already thinking that zigfield is is he heightens the dancing girls instead of like, you know, cheapens them. So to them, they're already they already got this preconceived notion that White's show is going to be a cheap version of the Follies without even seeing it. Right. Yes. Exactly. Well, because he had done one when Indy goes to that uh, critic circle thing, they talked about. George releasing a previous show. And yes, that it wasn't good. Yeah, they were like okay. his previous shows is not good so that's what they're gonna judge the new one based on it so indy is a 
a production assistant or something. Yeah, he's a PA. Yeah, he's like yeah. basically the PA for the entire set um, and the stage manager, the guy who yells a lot. Which basically means he does everything. <laughs> he's a gopher for sure. He just does yes. all the shit jobs and um, it's kind of adorable because he's running around all the time and it's it's so sweet. I love seeing him. <laughs> I love seeing him in this role, especially at the end. Yes, I really enjoyed this a lot. Um, <laughs> so we meet George White uh, yeah. with a really funny encounter with his accountant or something. He, keep, he keeps trying to get oh, in yes. touch with, uh, yes. with George. Like, we have no money White, for What about this? these bills? And he's like, you're fired. And he goes, I know, but we need to be paying attention to how much money you're spending. You you are spending way too much. We do not have enough money. It's It's so funny. He spends a lot of money. He never signs anything. So it's just all up in the air. Yeah. Just sounds like the worst person to work for. <laughs> and that's how he keeps losing all these girls because he doesn't fucking sign them. Like, he doesn't make them sign anything. So then they leave. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, so we have Gershwin here. It looks like they're doing tryouts uh, for dancers and possibly singers. Mm-hmm. And so... So when this first started, I thought they already had their dancers and that this was not an audition, but right. they auditioned for a show that was like, what, a month away? Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's what they do. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's a quick, it's a real quick uh, turnaround with these shows. Oh, wow. So let's see what's happening here with, uh, okay, so this is where Gershwin invites Indy to that Park Avenue party. Yes, yes. And uh, apparently so Park excited. Avenue parties are pretty exciting. And then he's like, I don't know what I'm going to wear. And he goes, don't worry, I got you. I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, here's a, here's a backstage costume. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm sure we're very nice quality because, you know, clothing as well as costumes are probably mm. very well made. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. All handmade. There's no, no reason to believe that they wouldn't be. And especially all these wonderful costumes in the episode. I mean, those all definitely came from the prop houses, you know, uh, they're all really great outfits. Yes, definitely. I always love watching those like 1930s musicals because of how beautiful the costumes are. I, always. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised how many of these costumes are actual vintage costumes, you know, um that the they they got from the prop houses, you know. Yeah, exactly. So Indy's very excited to go to this party. Um he says he's got to go <laughs> He tells Gershwin he has to go ask his lady. Yeah. And he goes, oh, you found you found <laughs> Peggy? And he goes, no, this is actually another girl. Yeah. Kate. I gotta, so. I gotta play the air, the whole conversation with him and Kate about him going to this, this party. It's so sweet. Okay. Bring her along. She'll love it. My God, it sounds awful. What? Sounds awful. Have you ever been to one of those Park Avenue parties? Do you have any idea what those people are like? No, but I... They're <laughs> the most ridiculous people in the world. I just thought it could be fun. Fun? When we could go to a poetry reading? Was that where you are going? Mm-hmm. Julian Darcy's reading his latest poems. I wouldn't miss it for anything. Well, that's it, then. What do you mean? Well, you can't go alone, can you? I mean, not now that... <laughs> are you serious? You are serious. Well, you're so sweet and so old-fashioned. Why? Well, because we're not tied to each other. 
We're adult, independent. We make our own free decisions, isn't that so? Yeah, but... I, so I, I, I'll go to my poetry reading, and you'll go to your silly Park Avenue party, and afterward we'll tell each other all about it. Are you sure? Of course I am, silly. Go ahead. Get dressed, put your silly clothes on, go to Silly Park Avenue, <laughs> and have a wonderfully silly time. <laughs> okay. So I like her because she says that, but then I also was like, well, will she care if Indy is dating other people? Because she seems like she's pretty open to things, you know? That's definitely how I took this this first thing she says. Like, we're not tied to each other. I mean, does that just mean you guys don't have to go to everything together? Or do you, is this open? Can you see other people? Like, that's... Yeah. I took it as being open. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I guess, like... I don't know. I feel like she's kind of a bohemian, so I was like, well, she's probably okay with Indy dating other people, you know? Yeah. Um, so I was a little confused by this, because I didn't think that she would really care. I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, Peggy Peggy probably would have cared, because she seems a bit oh, more traditional. Oh, she's way more traditional. Way more naive, for sure. But yeah, I never thought that Kate would care. <laughs> well, maybe it's just because it went too far without him telling her. Maybe. Maybe if he was open about it. Yeah. So he gets to this crazy party and he's wearing like a tux with with the whole like train, like a, uh, what are they called? Like, like a, with the coattails, coattails and everything. Coattails, yes, like the coattails. Yes. He feels bad about leaving Kate and thinks that he should go to the poetry reading. So he says, you know, just five minutes, Gershwin, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta, gotta, and he's, he keeps moving his hat around and the hat guy is trying to take it. <laughs> And he's like, and okay, he just will not let him take five it. minutes, and then Gershwin's getting really, really annoyed with him, and it's just like, okay, okay, Andy, stop talking, or whatever, and you know that Indy's not going to want to leave in five minutes, because it's like, come on, Indy, you're going to a fucking yeah, Park no. Avenue party. This party looks, f- looks bumping, like, <laughs> I want to go to this party. Oh my god, I wanted to go to the Bohemian party, and I want to go to this party, both of them look awesome. Both parties, both parties. This is like where Zelda Fitzgerald would be. At the Fifth Avenue party. Yes. Yes. She's... So they get in this fancy elevator that only goes up to one room. It's like the personal <laughs> yep. personal room elevator. And of course, Indy... And they enter to just Indy sees grandeur. The, the prettiest girl in the room automatically. <laughs> Honestly, he could have seen any girl in that room. I like, know. All these, like, everyone's beautiful in this party. But of course, she's like descending the stairs. Yes. As they enter the, as they enter the room. And they immediately lock eyes. He's so cute with and his, like, hair back like this. It's a little combed hair. It's yeah. so sweet. And he's just, he's so starstruck by her because she's got this brilliant blonde hair and this finger wave. And she's wearing, like, a teal aqua dress. Um, definitely very popular. Yeah, she, all the guys are talking to her. She's dancing all seductively. <laughs> she kind of <laughs> looks like Madonna. She does! <laughs> she does look like Madonna. Some guy's trying to dance with her, and she's like, no. And we have eyes for Indy. Of course she does, because Indy's very cute, but it's just like, how else are we going to propel the story forward? And so she takes him outside, and they have a nice romantic dance together. And, and you're like, oh, I guess they're together now, because they dance together? And spent the whole night? I, I mean, again, yeah, they spend the whole night together, just like dancing and macking out in cars like i don't know they're just just... indy's been in new york for a day like dude 
about two days. Two days. He's already got about... three women in the span of two days. Well, it's gotta it's gotta move quickly, Alessandra. There's still a lot left to this episode to watch. <laughs> Dude, I know it's it's a very like long story, so it's a little bit insane. Um, we just have to keep moving on here. So he comes home. The girl's like, "Oh, you were did you have a good time? Okay." Like <laughs> she doesn't really care, which is why I was like, she doesn't even mind that he's been seeing other people. It seems you know, but okay, whatever. Yeah, and because of and because of how nonchalantly she took, you know, Indy going to the party and her going to the poetry reading, when, when Indy enters the house, I was like, oh, I wonder if she brought anyone home. Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, here's this guy. Indy's staying with me, too, you know? Um, yeah. Then we get, like, a really nice, like, we get the rehearsals, and all the girls are tapping, and it's pretty great. I love watching them dance. Oh, my gosh. It just, it just... Takes you back. You can dance like that, man. You're such a good dancer. I probably could with with some with some practice. I'm a little rusty on my tap. With your character shoes. Um, oh yeah. And then we have this like random lady come in, and she's like, she's kind of like the star, the starlit lady. Um, yeah, she we'll, comes in late. Her song that she sings at the end. Oh my god. Is ridiculous oh like it's she should have definitely sang gershwin's song oh. like her song was awful it was terrible it was oh I, we'll get to it but um yeah so gershwin's song is not working out for her she's been real bitchy about it and then white's like okay you can do whatever you want we'll cut gershwin's song or we'll make one of the other girls sing it or something yeah, because basically she just wants a song that she can sing fast, because I guess she's good at singing fast and shimmying. Yeah. <laughs> that, she's that she's, she's the great at. shimmier or something. And then Indy's talking to Gershwin about his latest girl, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna play this part. She's wonderful. What about your other girl? Oh, Kate? Wait. Yeah. It got stuck. She's wonderful, too. Oh, no. <laughs> so now okay. you got two it's, girls, it's huh? Kate? Yeah. She's wonderful, too. <laughs> so now you got two girls, huh? She's wonderful, too. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Cause all I can think about each lovely dame is she's Gloria's so beautiful. And Kate's so smart. Pardon me, Mr. Joe. Well, guess what? Both of them are just gorgeous. But the clear winner here is Kate, because she's very smart and she's gorgeous. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was... It was so weird going along with this, like, with Indy, because I was like, I mean, yeah, Kate... I mean, Kate or Peggy, those are, like, yeah. the, the better of the two. Like, Gloria just seems like an, like, just a daddy's girl, you know, rich airhead. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, but, not really much to go off but of. But Indy can't see her value in this. It's very, like, hard because he's like, why would you be dating somebody like her and also somebody like Kate, you know? Yeah, it's almost like, and then at one point, we haven't gotten there yet, but they... They all, like, will do something for him. 
oh, later yeah. on. So yes. it's like, and then he feels like he can't break up with them because <laughs> of what they're doing for him. I know. <laughs> the first one, the the which is the one that comes and picks him up the uh, the heiress girl. What's her name? Daisy. Uh, Gloria. Gloria. Sorry. Her- Gloria. Daisy's yeah. in... Gloria's the blonde from the Park Avenue party. That's why I want to keep calling her Daisy. Oh, she's just basically Daisy. Um, so I believe the night before these uh, work, Kate had asked Indy to meet her for lunch. And Gloria shows up out of nowhere with her car and says, like, let's go to lunch. Because she's very smitten with Indy and wants to see him. Because she was already complaining about not being able to see him until the next night. <laughs> So, she picks him up. And is drinking champagne in the car with him. Yes. It's in the car. Like, what? Yeah, it's just one one car party. And, like, and they don't even go on a picnic. They, like, drive through Central Park in their car. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, like, driving around and they're eating his sandwich that he brought to work. Um, no, they they go to like a fancy French restaurant and like pick up pick up actual food <laughs> because she's like, "What's this garbage that you brought me?" Yeah, she was like laughing about it. Um, it's and then so he's like, "Can you drop me off at my my next place that I need to go to yeah, for Mister White?" Errand to run, and it's like his other <laughs> girls there. So like, it's just so funny because he says goodbye to one girl, drives off in one car, and meets uh, meets Kate. It's it's so funny. And uh, yeah, then they go and meet. It's just spiraling. They get they meet a bunch of Kate's poet friends and um, critic friends, and I'm sure a lot of them are famous. But I'm just not gonna get into it because it's just too many of them. Not gonna look up all these people's names. No. <laughs> um, but this is where they talk about you know White's first show and it just not being good. And later on, we we are told that Zigfield is sending bribes to the critics to yeah. to write that it's a bad show. And to remove to their advertising, too. Yes. So that's so pretty shady. Whole, yeah, it's just a whole scandal all around. This, this episode's just all about scandals. I do like this conversation with all the people, but it's a little bit dry, so we're just going to keep going. Yeah, they talk about a book that is being published, volume one of something, and yeah, and then they talk about the plays. They talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Then we've got more auditions. These girls are dancing. They're just like going through a montage of all these girls learning and dancing. And I love their cute little workout outfits that they're wearing, too. Yeah, their little audition, like, rehearsal clothes. Yeah. They're so cute. They're they like little shoes. rompers. They're so cute. Yeah. Um, and and then it happens. Yep. In DC's Pargret. <laughs> after many days. Pargret, yes. Um, after many days of thinking that it was hopelessly lost. So he immediately goes they re- up to they her. They reunited. And is like, girl, you gotta sing. You gotta be in this show. I can get you in this show. So then he goes right up to Gershwin and says, like, dude. You gotta let Peggy in the show. Gershwin talks to White, and there she is. She's in the show. Yeah, it almost seems like Indy just should have gone with Peggy from the beginning, just because of how sad he was when he thought he lost her, and he had Kate right there. I mean, he really only acted upon Kate and Gloria when they 
in turn acted upon him. True. Like, he, like he wasn't actually thinking about it. Like, he's thinking very selflessly, trying to get Peggy a song, trying to get her into the show, where everyone else, mm-hmm. they're just, like, really trying to keep Indy. Right. And, like, they're keep like, doing Look stuff it, for him. We need to hang out, and I'll bring care. you to my poet friends, and I'm gonna do this for you, and I want you to come over, and all that, you know? Yeah. So it just seems like he really, really likes Peggy the best, and he just should have been smart from the beginning, but, you know, whatever, you know... <laughs> Gloria, like, do gives, it, gives Indy this massive heart. Yes. Lots of presents, lots of flowers, lots of chocolates. And it just, it just gets out of hand. Like, it, it's, at one point, it doesn't even seem like Indy's having a good time. No. Like, he really he's just... Frazzled. He he's frazzled. He's really super just to, frazzled. He's got a super stressful job. He's got three stressful relationships that should be, like, relaxing and fun and not... And not terrible. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah, he's talking so about see. his so Peggy's three girls. Yeah. Gershwin writes another, like, cute little thing. And the, the drunk stage manager, Indy catches him and is like, maybe you should drink some coffee? Yeah. And, uh, and since Indy was able to get Peggy a, a song tryout, uh, she... She treats him to some chili dogs. Yeah. Out in a out in the you know, street kiosk <laughs> with all the money she has in her stocking. Oh. It's, it's too sweet because she doesn't know that he's being so unfaithful and he like he doesn't want to. It's just he can't help it. It's Indy. <sighs> I mean <laughs> have have some backbone, man. I know, he really tell doesn't. Some, tell someone no for once. I know, he completely can't even handle it. And then he's like, okay, so we have this hot dog. She gives him another hot dog. He has to run to the next lunch appointment that he has across town. Yeah, he's town. supposed to be having dinner with Kate or something. Yeah, he was supposed and to then, be having dinner, and she made him dinner. She made him dinner. She burnt dinner because he took too long, and she forgot that she was cooking. What the hell, dude? And then... And then right as she comes in, the door, the, oh, wait. No, she made him the dinner. It's just, it kind of got overcooked. It's like a bunch of meat. And then she's like, you know what? I'm going to make you pasta instead. And then so she gives him an entire massive bowl of pasta. pasta, And he's like, oh, no, I don't want to eat this. (laughs) Like, he has to shove it into his mouth because she made it for him. And it's like... It's sad because he has to pretend like he wants to eat this pasta, even though he already had two hot dogs, pasta, yeah, and, and then, then he has to go over to the up... next girl's house. Yeah, so he had pre he had preset plans with Gloria as well. That's why he went over to Gloria's. Yep. Okay, that's yeah, yeah. He he already said told Gloria he would he would go over to hers, and she lives like right next to the theater. Yeah, basically. Well, first of all, first he sneaks into the theater so he could change. And then he runs over to her penthouse, goes into her penthouse for dinner. And she's like, I had this specially made for you, dear. Uh, He's, like, tired and frazzled. And it's like, dude, what is going on? She she hand feeds him oysters. And he's like, I can't eat anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's all kinds of bad. And then just on top of it all, with this very stressful theater job, Yes. Um, and then the, there's a flaming cake that gets delivered to him. <laughs> a flambe. 
Yes. So next day at the, they're still continuing auditions. And I guess the ladies are backing out because Zigfield is offering them better. Yeah. Better contracts. So he's got slim pickings with, uh, with dancers and singers. And I think this is where Peggy gets, gets her big break where she gets to sing. Yep. We get, we give a Peggy, like she gets to try out the, the song that he wrote. Um, but also this, like, hilarious, like, rotating cake situation is just, it, it's so funny. They're, the girls are on three tiers of cakes that need to be rotated, and they have to dance around the cake, and it's on stage. It's like, what is that thing? Yeah, and because of those extravagant set pieces, I think this is where we also learn that White just does not have the funds for the show. <laughs> yes, like, but where are even... the funds? To even finish it. <laughs> but Alessandra, but the funds! The funds! Oh, that's like my favorite thing to say. <laughs> um, and, uh, but do they have the funds? So, they don't. The, and... the, the freaking, the poor um, accountant, like, finally gets into the poor, the white's face and yells at him about it. He can't handle it anymore. Yeah, so Peggy didn't get to sing because now they're like, well play's probably out, so no one gets to sing. So Indy's, like, consoling with all of his ladies, telling him about his theater woes. Yep. It's sweet, because, like, he's like, oh, no, we're gonna wonder. And But, of course, Peggy is also worried, too. Like, she wants to be in the show. She wants to be singing. He's cuddling with all these ladies. It's just like, come on, dude. Drinking a lot. Yeah, They're so... drinking a lot, too. Yeah, they sure are. So he's he's hanging out with Gloria, his usually his last lady of the evening, because she likes to stay up all night. Um, and, you know, he's telling her, like, you know, they need money to finish the show. And she calls her father, and they get the, what was it, $20,000 or something? Mm-hmm. For the show. So he becomes a major financier of the show. Yeah, he becomes, like, basically a producer, probably, or something. Yeah. Um, and this is where Peggy finally gets to sing. But she's very nervous, so she does it very poorly. But the... Yes. But, but Gloria's dad likes her singing, so they keep her. Yes, Gloria and her father both enjoy Peggy's singing, so she gets to stay in the show. And then... They... She's making out with Indy on the side... But then Gloria's there, so then she has to stop kissing, and then he- George Gershwin really helps out a lot. He, like, tries to keep the ladies from seeing each other. He's being a solid wingman. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sweet that he's doing this, you know? It's very sweet of him, but very wrong of Indy to even do this. But yes, Gershwin's being too nice to Indy where he doesn't even deserve it. Yeah, um, then Indy goes to another poetry reading. So basically, he's just flipping around between these ladies. Like, the the lady, the poetry reading that he goes to, uh, Kate tells her own poem that she wrote for Indy about how the, the sidewalks glisten or something like that. And it's, yeah. it's quite sweet. Um, and it's, she really clearly likes him a lot. I mean, she wrote him a really nice poem. 
Oh yeah, do we want to play it? I actually really liked it. Like it was like the the sidewalks also shine yeah, or something. Yeah, I'll get it. Okay. Which is like sidewalks do not shine. <laughs> My latest. The title is from Shakespeare. I call it Lovers Meeting. Rainstorm over the city, the sky black as a witch's hat. Concrete canyons stream. Then look, I see you running toward me. My own, my true, my love, sunburst. Suddenly, the city's a garden, glorious. Even the sidewalks shine. So sweet. Even the sidewalks shine. Super nice. Too bad that Indy's a dirtbag and doesn't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he he really does it. Like, he seems like he's so into all three of these girls. Um, at least Kate and Peggy. I'm, yeah, I mean, when he's there in the moment, yes. With Kate and Peggy, it's just... He just throws the other girls out the window when... Like, when he starts giving them each the presents that he was given. Which is, mm-hmm. like, totally fucked up. Yeah, it's so weird that he... It's, it's a bad choice, but he's very, very tired. And just very, very frazzled. <laughs> so... I feel like he's just making mistakes because he doesn't know any better, you know? He's just completely, like, losing it. Yeah, so since uh, since Peggy gets to sing Gershwin's song, I think Gershwin takes her to um, a jazz club so we can kind of show her how he would like her to sing the song. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Oh, and right before then, Indy goes to see Gloria. Yes, and this is where Gloria gives him her very beautiful, like, clock pendant. Yes. Like, it's like a pin. It's a pin, like a watch brooch. But he also tells her a little bit of late. the... He tells her a little bit of that beautiful um, sidewalk poem, and she loves it. Yeah, she says she will engrave it on her cigarette case, which I guess is the highest form <laughs> of, of <laughs> flattery. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, wow, you you like it that much? <laughs> yeah, we get some more we get some more jazz that India gets to see with Gershwin. Um, and this is where Peggy gives her present to Indy, which is a handkerchief with her initials engraved or not engraved, uh embroidered onto it. So Yeah, I think it's like her grandmother's or something. Yeah. It's a very like sweet thing, and she clearly is really into Indy and it's just like, okay. And so then Indy is talking to Gershwin again and is a little bit upset um Gershwin makes like another beautiful song about Indy's woes <laughs> yeah it's because they they go to the they go to the pool hall again the piano piano playing singing pool hall <laughs> yeah it's cute I like it I, I love these I love them it's just so hilarious <laughs> he's just mocking Indy yes and it seems like at this point he's trying to decide who he's gonna break up with but at this point everyone's given him too much and he just feels like he can't yeah. which is ridiculous i mean the show's paid for just break up with Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> i mean if he broke up with gloria she would remove the show like she, she would she would be so pissed you think so yeah oh, damn i really think that she would it would be not good i guess so well uh, then Indy so talks we get to, to the, the critics, critics again. again. Yes, about yeah. kind of like being unfair about how they're ju- judging his show before they see it. And he's like, no, just wait and see. Um, there's still more that you have to see. And then he accidentally gives the handkerchief to 
Kate because he kind of knocks something on her and is like, oh, here's a handkerchief for you. And it's the handkerchief, Peggy's handkerchief. Oh, that's how that happens. I was wondering how Kate got the handkerchief. So I was like, how did, how did she get that? Yeah, that's. Oh, okay. So he's made all three of the last mistakes in the past 10 minutes. She dabbed it. To with two like two dabs and then stuck it in her bag. Yeah, like, I was how, like, that did anything? Did he Didn't spill anything. anything on her? Because it doesn't look like it. Um, no, but I also like the critic the critic table because they also sounded pretty offended that you know Zigfield would try to bribe them because they're like, we're like we're we're critics. We have opinions that people are pre- like we have reputations to uphold. Like, mm-hmm. why would we just take a bribe? Meanwhile, the backstage area is a fucking mess. The chimp is running loose, unplugging shit. Uh, I mean, it is it is like a disaster back there. Yeah, this 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 interaction between Indy and this guy with the tux who's looking for his chimp. What's his name? Bana- bananas or yeah, something? Yeah, but bone bone <laughs> something. Uh. Bobo or something? Bojangles. Yeah, Bojangles. I don't, I don't even, <laughs> the name I don't of even a, know. This chimp that's fucking running loose. It's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, don't let that chimp back in here. Oh, and and Peggy's late. Yeah, so she's this is late. He gives her the clock. <sighs> he gives Ugh. he gives her the clock, but then he's also, but then Peggy, like, her song gets canceled because she just can't keep on beat with the, with the pianist. Um, who's not playing it the way that... the song's too slow. Yeah. Like, Gershwin just wants the song to be slower and it's like well, that's gonna take too long because again they're having money troubles so they're just like all right well just to save time we're cutting we cut it. it yeah which is sad um for peggy but you know so then she goes and for cries and, Pe- and then indy has yeah. to console her and then he probably has to leave because oh yes he has to leave because of the phone call because gloria calls him out at his house when he's with Kate. Kate. She figured oh out his gosh, number because of like worst. all this stuff now, like the call sheet or something. She found his number. Yeah, she's like, I'm your boss now, so I have your number. And I guess, yeah, I mean, that's where he's staying, so that's the number he's going to put down. She's like being really seductive. She's got literally like nothing on her top. Like, she's, she's like, she's totally saying, she's like, like oh, come, come over. over. You won't regret it. I'm bored. Yeah, you won't regret it. And he's like, literally, Kate wanted to spend a night in with him. And he's like, I have to fucking go. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, Indy is literally bouncing from theater to girl to to girl to girl to theater, like, over and over and over again in this whole episode. It's just, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to watch. I bet it's exhausting for you all to listen to, so we should just cut to the chase. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Because we're we're coming down to the very final very final stuff here. So they keep having trouble with this damn twirling cake stand. <laughs> Which, why does it have to... I have three questions. One, <laughs> why does it have to twirl? <laughs> Two, where are they keeping it when it's not on stage? <laughs> it's somewhere, yeah. And three, how did they quickly change from having the cake... <laughs> on the stage to not having it because they switched the number. That did not happen. I literally I do not know. Indy is is just tired. Every there's just a lot going on. Finally, we've got opening night. It it's finally here. We are we are waiting. So we've got all three girls somehow going to get involved here. We know that's going to happen. Um 
Yes. Gloria's going because her father obviously paid for the show. Kate was put on the... the Critic duty. Uh, she's supposed um, to yes, write... critic duty. The, the critique of it. Um, At least she's really nice and, you know, says Indy that she'll she'll think of it objectively. Yes. And not, like, you know, be really mean. So that's really nice. Um, except for other critics come. So, I mean, I guess they just come to view it. They're not actually going to write anything. No, they are. It's just, it's like, several different critics from different magazines and stuff. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, and uh, just a, a plethora of things are just going wrong. Uh, Zigfield sent a, a crate of whiskey to the stage manager. Who's a drunk already. Who's a drunk already, so he's just out of it and cannot run the show. He's so they tell totally him that Indy drunk, has yes. to. They're like, Indy, you have to be the stage manager. Indy has to do the stage manager's job on this mess of a show. There's like a million things happening in this show. And a million things going wrong. So, like, the first number is about to start, and their costumes got stolen. I I gotta just play, like, at least some of the madness of this beginning part of Indy acting as this, um, uh, which, did you see, just, just pausing it for a second, did you hear in the beginning when Indy was like, I was in that dance troupe in Barcelona? Do you remember that? Did he say that? Yes, he was talking to the stage manager, and he was like, I was on stage, and I was the eunuch. <laughs> oh my gosh, he said that? Yes, oh my the indie I totally missed episode. It. I totally missed it. Yes, the indie thrusts episode. Yes. Oh my uh, gosh. Okay, all right. So the girls... the Yes, something's up with their costumes. They got stolen. Indy is... I gotta play his desperation in this part. It is so fucking hilarious. I'm just gonna skip through this. No opening number costume. They disappeared. Disappeared? How could they have disappeared? <laughs> Stolen them. <laughs> oh god. Well, that is our feathers, Indy. What are we gonna do? Take them off. Take them off. Take all the feathers off. Here's your seat, Mr. Hemingway. Oh my god. And then here's your seat, Mr. Hemingway. Hemingway's there. He's a critic. So the opening is pretty much a burlesque opening. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I'm just going to skip ahead to another part. (laughs) So they're all singing with, yeah, with basically naked, but they're using the feathers as uh, their cover, and it's pretty adorable. Um, And Hemingway's there, and he keeps telling the critic to shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Mr. White is amazing. He's singing, I know. He's singing and, he's like, and he sees the happening? naked girls. And... Okay. Okay. I love, I love him. Indy just shouting all this stuff that should happen. It's so funny. Stuck in her dressing room? Yeah, the... Stuck in her dressing room? So, the lead lady who does the shimmies is now stuck in her dressing room. He, he tries to hit the door open. And he runs with her over his shoulder to the to the stage. Literally, she's kicking, and he's running down to get her into place. 
and then some something gets stuck. They needed to change one of the set pieces, and it's stuck because the monkey's up there sticking things in the yeah in the gears, um, being a nuisance. This girl, what she's wearing is basically a giant toddler outfit on a swing, yes. and she's singing a yes. song about being a toddler. Come and give me a kiss, a kiss. Like she just. She's literally singing about being a child, and she needs to be kissed. Completely inappropriate. It's insane! <laughs> and then she does her little shimmy thing. Meanwhile, literally, India's up in the rafters trying to pull things down. Things are falling. The pillar falls onto the... It, it is like... It is a damn mess up there. India, like, literally is going to have a panic attack. Um, I just... It is, it is hilarious. It is so funny. Yeah, because they needed to lift up one of the things because they were blocking one of the backdrops, and that's where all of the uh, the Nutcracker people were waiting. Yep. Indy's, or Toy Soldiers. Indy's, like, pulls down an entire backdrop, and it falls apart in the background, and, and then he's like, okay, keep going. Everybody just keep going. <laughs> and Indy, like, freaking cave, like, rope swings yep. across trying to get this monkey who's trying to do something else. And might I say, the girl's shimmying was terrible. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> she was the worst shimmier I've ever seen. <laughs> this, this, this entire situation is just, it, it's, we got all these different kinds of dances, all these different kinds of sets. Um, there's, like, a Middle Eastern dance going on. There's this whole boat underwater like beach dance beach where they're all like it's it's so intense there's like so many props he's like screaming um there's like these shells and he's he's like looks like he's going insane like i gotta just play this part of him like screaming after it's so funny oh my gosh He's gonna he's gonna start scraping too. She says like help me with these beach balls and yeah. no one's helping him. <laughs> the harem number. These scene changes are so quick. It's just like it's one thing and it's the next thing. Help me with these beach balls, no one fucking helps him. Oh another in the clams or the pearls inside of the clams. Oh my goodness. He's like yelling and his hair is everywhere and it's like he's out of breath and he's sweating. He's excited. It's just a mess. It's like the, the amount of effort that he has to go through is just it's so hilarious. I I I just was laughing so hard at this part. Completely. And so things seem to be going pretty well. It's, it's of course, hectic, but things are going well until the finale. The cake stand is broken. <laughs> Unsurprisingly. So they, the thing, they were having issues with that from day one. Indy is, like, holding so on to his him head. To stall. Like, trying. Indy tells White to stall. Yes, trying to figure out what to do. And, and, and Gershwin's sad because he's like, oh, is my song not going to be played? Like, what's happening? So Gershwin goes back there and he's like, this cake, fucking cake stand's not working. And, and he's like, okay, just get rid of it. It's like, we brought it out here. <laughs> we should use it. But then he tells, um, Gershwin tells Peggy that he's going to be doing the song um, that 
Yeah, he'll just play it on the piano. Mm-hmm. And so put this put this monstrosity away and just bring out a piano. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and then she... Indy, like, or Peggy changes her outfit. She's wearing, like, a full-on wedding garb, kind of like a yeah. funny face. Yes! <laughs> or not funny face. Yeah, yes, funny, funny face? face, yes. Funny girl, funny girl. Funny no, it's, girl. it's, oh, well, okay. Okay. The one with Barbara. Yes, that's funny girl. Barbara Streisand. Yeah, funny girl. And so, yeah, there's, like, a quick change. It's just a piano with a beautiful, like, night sky backdrop. And it's beautiful. Peggy sings beautifully. Peggy sings very well. Do you want me to play just a little bit of this while she's singing? Do we have a clip for that? Yes. And of course, Prince Charming is the theme I'm going to sing a little, go a little bit ahead. So you can hear the end. All the wi- we get montages of all the women thinking of Indy. And Indy only thinking of Peggy. White is smiling. a very good singer. Very good. Like, it's amazing. I love it. Amazing. Amazing. So that was a really great performance. And we forgot to mention that opening night, Indy said that it was his birthday. I think uh, (laughs) the night before opening night when they had to do a whole run through, like everyone was exhausted. Everyone wanted to leave. (laughs) And, And White was like, no, we need to run through the whole show again because you're all terrible. Yeah. And... And so they went through the entire show, and then, yeah, at the very end, it was probably, like, three in the morning. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Indy was like, this is, I'm also, it's my birthday. I'm 21. <laughs> the fact that he's 21 years old right now is just adorable. I was like, what? <laughs> I know. He's, he's really? so cute and young. He's just, he's such a baby. Baby child. Oh, my gosh. I, I was like, really? You're, <laughs> that's Oh, yeah, it was, it was very cute. So uh, then the people are clapping, and it's a wonderful performance. It's a honestly like I, that's the end of the first act. We don't even get to see any of the second act at all. No, it's just the no. end of the show now, because they always keep bringing up that the that the rotating pie like tiered pie plate whatever was like the act one finale. Yes. Yeah, so... We never see anything else. Yeah, we don't see whatever happens in the second act, but I guess we get it. Everybody's clapping, like... So, what I'm confused about is... So, Indy... Everybody's waiting in the... uh, I guess a lot of the audience and a lot of the actors and everybody is... Probably, like, family and friends, maybe. I don't know. They're, like, waiting after the show, and then they find out, I guess... Wouldn't this have been days later? No, like, I think it... (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm really confused. So, like, I don't know... They're, so they start to read the reviews that just got printed, and it's, like, all immediately. So I guess that's a thing? I'm not really sure. It was kind of confusing. 
No, I mean, I remember in other movies that are kind of about plays being released and stuff like that, it would always be a few days later. Okay. Because people well, have to write them. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't understand because everybody's I mean, in the th- same this outfits. Wasn't, this wasn't days later, was it? Like, no, this, this little party? Like, this is like... The after, same day. Like, let me... Because they had a cake. <laughs> play some of this. I just want to... I just want to get it, like, correct. I'm really kind of confused. Um... Great. You did great. Like it's as if it just happened. They're all in their same costumes. Well, and they had a cake for Indy. She, he hugs Gloria, and then he's like, "Oh, I gotta leave." And let's wait for the notice. It's really just right after the show. I think so. I don't know how this happened because because with how late, I mean, an opening night show would be. Publications would not be printing. No, but like the critics say what they're saying like right afterwards, and then I guess they just read out what they had to say, which is. Well, I never noticed uh, this guy's Indy's dad's eyebrows. I know eyebrows. Okay, so here's the guys talking. The reviews aren't on a on a. They're not in a kind of newspaper form. They're like in loosely. Oh, I thought they were. And he's like, let's stay away from the other girls over here. Yeah, they're not. They're like, this guy's coming in with a ton of newspapers. They're like in loose sleep, though. They're like individual. Let me see. See, they're they're not really a newspaper. It's like a like a survey kind of pamphlet. Alright. Yeah, it's like it's like the the critics are. I must tell Oh, jeez. The, the critics are like, they're on little pieces of paper and they can go read them individually. Okay. So, Indy quickly leaves Kate, finds Peggy, Peggy kisses him. And he's like, and then she's like, I'm gonna go fix my face up. Yeah, because they're reading the reviews, everyone's saying how great Peggy was, that she's like Broadway's newest, brightest star, and and that there's raising, raving reviews. what's up? And yes, Peggy all the, the girls room. go into the powder room. <laughs> yes, there was just Indy just saying that. They all, all three of them are going to the powder room, so we can describe what's going on in this scene. Um, so oh, the, as, all the as girls, they're in there, all the girls sit down at the at the mirror. Yes, and all the while Indy is being, uh, they're singing to him because mm-hmm. it's bring his out birthday. A, uh, a birthday cake. Um, Kate sitting there, she sees. The, oh, okay. uh, Gloria's, um, uh, what is it? Her cigarette case, right? Uh, it says even, even the sidewalk shine. Yeah, so it starts, yeah, it starts with Kate. She's like, fi- she's like barely even tapping her face with this, with this handkerchief. <laughs> she's yes. tapping her hair. She's tapping yes. her hair curl. She has like a slicked into a curl, like, it's piece really of hair. It's really cute. I love it. It's very cute. I love her cute. bohemian style. She's really, really quite adorable. <clears throat> But, like, so she picks up, yeah, so it starts with kind of Gloria putting down the cigarette case. Kate sees it, picks it up, reads it. Uh, Gloria doesn't even notice that she picked it up. Mm -hmm. Um, Gloria sees Peggy wearing her clock brooch. And then (laughs) Peggy just happens to look over and see Kate holding the handkerchief. So they Mm -hmm. all know. (laughs) They all know. Yeah. They're all, like, aware that Indy has been frauding them. They don't even say anything. Um, But I do, I really should play 
the scene where Indy, uh, where where they tell him off at the very end. So yes, they br- they bring in a birthday cake for Indy, and all three girls come up to him. Candles are all lit and everything. They're all pissed. And and Indy knew. He saw them all go in there, and he, like, oh, yeah. hid behind Gershwin, as if knowing what was gonna happen. Oh my god. Well, Peggy, like, shoves the... <laughs> <laughs> the shimmying girl over. So they're she they're coming. Up. They're walking. They're waltzing in. Angry faces. They're all faces. caressing his face. <laughs> and he's oh, like, no. "This is the happiest thing. I, the happiest day of my life. Never mind." They shove his face into the cake. I never meant for one minute to hurt anybody. There's never a time. Never do it again. I never. I never. You're out. Oh, no. You're, You're out. You're trash. You're trash. This was the best ending this could possibly have. With those very cartoon curtains going down. Oh my god. And and Indy looked so embarrassed. Like he looked so sad. I like couldn't help but feel bad for him for like a second. But then I was like, you deserve it. Like you absolutely. Oh, he a hundred percent deserved it. And then you know he got fired because his girlfriend is technically his boss, and now he he's not working on that show anymore. <laughs> so that was it. We finished it. Well, it took forever, but we finally finished it. We we just spent so much time on this one because it was so great. Oh, oh, that ending part, which is his face covered in cake, is just so sad. <laughs> he looks so sad. Oh, Andy. It's so such sweet. A, such a dirtbag. <laughs> can't believe he did that. Oh, my God. Well, I, oh. uh, I give this one... 10 rotating cakes out of 10 rotating cakes. Oh, please, Alessandra. One was enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You gave it, you gave it nine? 10. 10. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. 10. Uh, Wow. That's really good. Um, I really like this episode too. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it nine and a half engraved cigarette cases. That's, which that's is amazing. which is the highest honor that you could really give anything. Uh, apparently, that's that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, great episode, and uh, we only have one more indie episode left. So, um, oh man, so get ready for that the probably tears next week with how quick we're going through. Them. Yeah, um, maybe so. Maybe, maybe in a week or two. Yeah, so week or week or three. I'm really excited about that. I'm gonna really miss indie. It's gonna be. It's going to be crazy when we talk about the last episode. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll try and do something special for the last yeah. episode. I was thinking. You know, I had some I had some thoughts. Yeah. So. Maybe we'll, I don't know. We'll reflect. We'll mm-hmm. we'll try and think back. We'll maybe, I don't know. We'll we'll figure something out. Yeah. We'll figure something we, out. We got some time. Uh, so hopefully you enjoyed us distracting you for a little bit. Oh, yes. Hopefully you did. Because, and this was... This was a great episode. It was. <laughs> I, really I loved liked it. it. I loved this it was episode really so much. good. Um, so good. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed that episode, you can uh, leave a comment on Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn and uh, like our page. Uh, you can also rate and review our little show we have going on here. It really helps other people find us on uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We've got Twitter at by the popcorn and Instagram at all by the popcorn podcast. And if you have 
any suggestions? Should we bring up the idea that we have <laughs> maybe <laughs> for a new series coming out? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I maybe know. maybe next indie episode we'll, we'll say. Oh, I hope to have it up and running before then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we'll just make it a surprise. Um, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at uh, allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And we have merch. Yes, so check that out. Um, I just updated all the Instagram, so you can go check out the latest stuff that we've been putting up. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay inside. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.